and welcome everyone to today's news tonight the weeknight news show where we're joined by special guests and our lovely patrons to discuss the day's gaming news i'm your host derek bittner and i'm joined today by ash polson steve bowling and our special guest miss fushi so how are you doing tonight fushi I am doing awesome. I'm ready for the weekend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. As are we all. Halfway mm-hmm. there, but technically we all have off tomorrow. I don't think any of us are doing anything. Like, even if we don't have Thanksgiving plans, we probably like, nah, screw it. We're still not doing anything. <laughs> Take the yeah. day off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, some people have the whole four-day weekend off, right? So that's always, that is uh, true. you know, it's yeah. something to look and forward to. So Black Friday. I was going to say, right. is any of us going to brave Black Friday? Mm-mm. <laughs> That's a big open no. no. I already did. I, I picked up my 4K TV uh, last weekend. All I had to do was go to a Best Buy warehouse to pick it up. No crowds, no nothing. I'm done for Black Friday. Unless I happen to find a PS5, which I don't think is going to happen, because I do not plan on going and waiting overnight anywhere. Oh. So, you know, yeah. you know what, Ash? There are a few hmm. places that will have... Uh, PS5s on Friday, and you don't have to go in person. Friday. Most of them are okay. online. So Ooh. I heard that Best Buy, Target, and Walmart will all have the PlayStation 5 in, of course, like probably super limited quantities on sure, their websites on Black Friday. On their Good websites. Luck. And, and being all right. the night owl that you are, you might have a fighting yeah. chance at this. That's true. true. Well, then maybe I'll have to... Okay, I'll look into that. I'll go to, uh, what is it, uh, Cheap-Ass Gamer. They probably have all the all the uh, information there, my, right? My go-to yeah. for stuff like this is Wario 64. Oh, like, Wario 64, yeah. of course, because I have notifications on for him wrong. as well. So, yeah. 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 He's turn great. On, yeah. Turn on his that, notifications and <laughs> yeah. just that, uh, watch your phone. Experience. Maybe I'll get lucky. Yeah. That said, I, I have heard a few stories, including from Gerard, where uh, the completionist, where apparently FedEx drivers are stealing PS5s. I've heard that yeah. as well. Uh, they'll see it and they'll just take it. It's like, well, that's a that's a really big thing over in the UK right now too. Mm-hmm. Um, my former colleagues over at Nintendo Life were posting about how I think two of the five of them had their PS5 stolen. Like one of wow. them received Jeez. like a, a children's toy, and I mean it was big enough that like the BBC checked in on it and did a story of their own on on PS5s being stolen. So, damn. <laughs> I know yeah. some people have if, if been you get receiving order, cat halfway food. there. <laughs> people are crazy. I think, I think tomorrow, or some people have been getting cat food instead of their PS5s, which is just so random. Like, why yeah. cat food? Damn, yeah. I guess the weight changing orders. I get, yeah, yeah. So right. Now I'm just imagining Indiana Jones with the bag of sand, like weighing it out, like taking out the cat food yeah. enough to, to make it match it? a PS5. Yeah. How is it good cat food or PS5? <laughs> is, as a cat owner, is a good cat food? Is it they give you cheap crap. Yeah. It's like sack boy, but a sack of cat food, you know, kind of the same thing. Sushi, do you have a PS5? Have you been able to score Um, one? uh, Ant has a PS5, Ant dude. Okay. Um, So I've gotten to play and see like Bug Snacks and Miles Morales and Sack Boy, and uh, that controller is so cool. It's really, really cool. Wait to try the dual sense. Yeah, I'm so excited for that. Yeah, it's really hard to explain how it just it presses back. Is the best way to say it. It's it's really cool. I can't even imagine it. Like I hear that, and like I was like, I just like, do I have to fight the controller while I'm playing is, or what? It is such a cool it, feeling. But yeah. I have to say, Sackboy is like the sleeper hit on the PS5. It is such a good game. Like it's so I, cute. I, I really want to play it. Just it. Being like, oh, it's a really cute platformer. But I mean, this it's loaded with like 
amazing music tracks and i'm not a huge music guy but like i just did a level that was like completely synchronized to let's dance by david bowie and i was just like come on let's go i gotta check this out so many incredible songs in this game that just reminds me of black betty from rayman legends which is amazing yeah do you ever play that level uh i have and it is impressive but this is this takes that to a whole other level like everything in the game on because each like world has a stage that centers around a instantly recognizable incredibly popular song and Mm -hmm. it is just like it doesn't get old no matter how many times you encounter one of these you're like oh it's time for the music level but then when you play it you're like this is just so good the way they did this so i ash i think you would lose your mind if you played it and it's on (laughs) oh i wanted uh, yeah I already wanted to play it, but I want to play it even more now. So uh, I'll probably wait till I get a PS5, though. Again, you know, I got that 4K TV. Might as well wait. I have plenty to play in the meantime. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm still, I haven't even touched Age of Calamity. I'm still working on Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory alongside finishing the Remind DLC, which I never played back when it came out. So I got plenty to do until I find a PS5. I'm in Have no fun rush. with those super bosses. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see if I end up just YouTubing those just in the interest of time. But uh, I'm going to try to off. play them myself. I've yeah. Never been much of a super boss guy in Kingdom Hearts, but I pulled those right. off. Nice, mm-hmm. nice. Well, I found everything in the... I, I just got to Limit Cut, so I found everything up to Limit Cut to be very easy. So I, yeah, I, I assume is. everything in Limit Cut is a lot harder. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Well, I guess we should see what's on the docket tonight, and let's throw it over onto the screen. And first up is there's going to be Monster Hunter World Iceborne uh, crossover content with Monster Hunter movie. Essentially, uh, the character Artemis from the Monster Hunter movie is going to be available to play as in the game starting December 4th, which... We were just we were actually just talking yesterday about the Mortal Kombat DLC where you could have the skins like the characters. I don't know if this one's going to land as as uh, favorably <laughs> as <Yeah>. that. <laughs> I liked all the YouTube comments that were like, "Oh, Monster Hunter collabing with Monster Hunter, sweet, <laughs> it's great." Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. is not quite the same thing or uh, in the same realm of super freaking cool as the Mortal Kombat mo- uh, legacy movie costumes are. This kind of mm-hmm. goes in the other direction, and I don't think anybody was really pining for Miljovic to be in Iceborne, but, you know. Yeah. Okay, yeah. sure. Yeah, I mean, the, <laughs> the thing with the Mortal Kombat DLC was that, it, you know, people have had 20 years for that movie to bore a soft spot in their hearts, you know? Like, that is mm-hmm. a movie that we all kind of, like, look back on fondly now because it's so far in the rear view. Uh, this is a movie nobody's really excited for, <laughs> as I understand it. Like, so, yeah. uh, like, I, I don't really understand the appeal here. Um, I mean, cool, I guess. Like, if you're if you're happy for it, I'm really happy for you. I don't think, I think adding stuff to a game never, like, it's, it's very rare that you add optional content that somehow takes away from the game that, that you add it to. Mm-hmm. So if mm-hmm. this is your thing, I'm really, really happy for you. But I don't know anybody <laughs> who is, like, asking for this. So Have, have Mila Jovovich yeah. uh, star in your own personal Monster Hunter movie <laughs> that you can do oh, with that, Iceborne, I guess. That sounds yeah. creepy. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the, the funny thing is, 
both of these skin packs are Paul W.S. Anderson movies because, you know, he directed Mortal Kombat back in the 90s. That's true. That's true. Right. Think of that. It's true. So yeah, I, I don't know man. what the audience is for this exactly. Like, I truly don't. I, I don't know if there are any Monster Hunter fans jumping up and down going, yes, this is the announcement I wanted. Mia Jovovich in Monster Hunter Iceborne. Like, I don't know who this is for. But if this is for you, as Steve said, we're really happy for you. Maybe they're hoping more that it'll draw people to see the movie rather than play the <laughs> Probably. I'm sure <laughs> that's like, what it is. Maybe. Oh, yeah. this is cool in the game. Maybe the movie won't be that bad. Yeah. So. I think the last trailer showed off Palico, so that's something. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize it was coming out. It was still coming out in theaters this, this year, this Christmas. I don't know when. Real I think it's fun. like this December, yeah. Real quick, y'all, I have to call out a very important piece of news. We, oh. during this episode, just gained a new executive producer who is in the Ooh. audience right now. Uh, wow. Jonathan <laughs> Mayer, thank you for uh, upping your wow. pledge and becoming an executive producer. Thank so, you very uh, much. Super cool. We appreciate you so much. And I've never, we've never had it happen live on the show, but I just happened to see it pop up on my phone. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for upping your contribution. We are so glad to have you here and you will be in the credits tonight. We will remember. <laughs> yeah. Yes. We'll make sure to put that in there. Uh, perfect. Cool. Sorry. That's I had, really to, cool. had to throw no, that that's out all right. there. That's, that's cool. Uh, if, I know none of us uh, have really played much of Monster Hunter. Have you dabbled in it at all, Fushi? I have not. I played the demo of one on 3DS, and I I haven't. I tend to gravitate towards uh, more of the, the tiny and cute or Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So Monster Hunter stories, got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll see what becomes of that DLC, but uh, mm-hmm. I think it's a good time to just throw it over to our next topic, where players, this is the big one, honestly, players are no longer able to upload courses to Super Mario Maker on Wii U after, say it with me now, March 31st. <laughs> what is with that The end day? days. <laughs> I'm going to start calling that's that Nintendo Doomsday. Like, that's just Nin- everything. Yeah, really? Yeah. Ah. <laughs> yeah. It just seems really? like everything, everything Mario is, yeah. It sucks. It's, it's going to be a sad day. Like, did they just but... hire Thanos? <laughs> He's like, I need it's to balance so... everything. I mean, it does make sense. It, 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 the the yeah, weird part the of it the is the actual year, date but being the same day. Why? Yeah. Why so much is getting yeah. taken care of Why? before the end of the fiscal year this or is, at the end of the fiscal year? Are they going to like exactly. do something else? Or I, I'm really curious because the, uh, the Mario 35th, I'm curious if they're going to break that down and sell those games individually on the eShop and that's what their terminology means or I, I don't know. I really See, don't know. This that is makes a certain amount of sense. This is the only thing that they've announced with with regard to Mario and the end of March that makes sense. Like, okay, a Wii U yeah, game right. that has a sequel on yeah. the Switch getting shut down. I get that. Miiverse has yeah. been dead for years now. Like, the Wii U is very much no longer an online system, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I have to wonder what the hell, like, you know, I'm, I'm with Fushi on this. Like, what is happening on April 1st, 2021 that Nintendo seems to, <laughs> yeah. seems to not want to share with the group? Because April Fools, it's back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's back. We weren't actually taken away. Fooled you. 
I'm I'm still hoping that that what we are actually doing is participating in an extended beta for Super Mario 35, and that they're going to make it a more fully fledged experience after they delist it. Um, crossing my fingers for that. But as Steve said, <laughs> this is the only thing they're doing on March 31st that makes sense. Ending right. official online upload support mm-hmm. for Mario Maker One. I you know I'm sure there are people out there who are still playing Mario Maker One actively, and that really sucks. But at the same time, you know. As a company, they do have to move on at some point and stop supporting yeah. and spending money on older mm-hmm. platforms, right? Especially, especially the Wii U. Unfortunately, you know the Wii U being what it is. Yeah, yeah I, 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 Idiono Ben in the chat says Nintendo dissolves their games division and begins manufacturing cookware. And I'll be honest, <laughs> like if if they were doing it. One more announcement, and I might be inclined to believe something like this. <laughs> we are getting to the brink of where I'm like, what are you? Are you okay, Nintendo? <laughs> I mean, I almost expect them to take, uh, what is it, Super Mario All-Stars off of the Switch online shop as well. It's just like, nope, can't have this either. either. I, I like, I've seen some people wonder if maybe like this they'll lead up to the Switch Pro, but it seems that makes no sense to me. Right. I, 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 I agree with what Fushi said earlier. She kind of touched on the fact that maybe Nintendo's just going to take... 3D All Stars and split it off into different games and sell yeah, it in like, the shop. That to me makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, like a separation. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, like people are wondering about why Galaxy Two wasn't included, which m- would have made a lot of sense. Are they going to try and do like a second one of some sort, and that's why the first one, oh, it's gone, it's out of there. Now you want the second one, and I create these limited experiences. I, I don't know. I, I, I kind of assume that they're going to start offering these games separately for like 20 bucks each, maybe, or maybe even 25 to, you know, kind of, you know, you didn't yeah. get into that $60 for three games, you know, deal. So now they're 25 each, but uh, I don't know. I feel like maybe the Mario 64 maybe won't be priced quite as highly as, mm. as Sunshine and Galaxy, assuming this is the, the direction they go in. But no, this is considering sales, they price it as high. <laughs> that was true. And, and, but considering sales for 3D All-Stars in general, they would be crazy not to, if, if they do have to delist it, which still makes no sense to me, they'd be crazy not to offer these games individually going forward, just based on 3D All-Star sales alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, money. Yeah. They want money. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> People will buy these products. They're still good. They don't go bad after after March. So, yeah. Hmm. Exactly. Land suggests 3D All Stars two with uh, Galaxy two sixty four DS and 3D Ooh. Land. <laughs> nice sixty four DS. I like that. Out of here. Unless, <laughs> I you, unless you remake that game, I don't want it. <laughs> I liked that one. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Which boy, one, Steve? 3D- Sorry, you cut out. Oh, I was saying that I that I do not want uh, 64DS. Oh, 64DS was not the best, no. No. But L was real in that game, and <laughs> no. at least real to the point where he actually was in the game uh, at launch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, when's 3D World on Switch coming out again? March? No. Is it March? Or, I thought it was January. It, I guess early March. It might, it might early? be January. I truly don't know. It's it's uh so honestly, as much as I love Mario, Oh, February the chat is saying. Okay. February. Okay. In, in the middle of our So, guesses, you know, in the middle. Uh, yeah, February twelfth. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I there you go. I didn't really love three D World. It didn't work quite as well for me as as other games in the series. I don't I don't know. It just uh 
I, I don't really love Cat Mario. I mean, it's a cute idea, but I think centering an entire game around it just kind of <laughs> felt like a bit much. I don't, I'm, hmm. I, I, as soon as Amy saw the uh, Cat Mario and Catch Peach amiibo, she's like, I need those. Yeah. It's so funny. Basola is the opposite. She's like, Cat Mario creeps me out. It's like, why is he meow? Like, what is he doing? This whole thing doesn't make any sense. I don't like it. She's not a fan of Cat Mario. There, <laughs> or me or Meowser for that uh, for that point. Yeah, there's something weird uh, about that for me because like he doesn't croak when he's in the frog suit, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Like, but yeah. when he's in a cat suit, he just decides to like go full cat. Um, yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry, uh, Fushi. He was you a were, big fan of cats. No, I was just I was just gonna say it. Uh, I like it, but I also like cute things. It's very like. It's very Japanese and, like, kawaii culture kind of thing. They all look like they're wearing, like, kigu pajamas. And the name mm. Meowser is just is so good. So yes. good. I love it. It is, it is really good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and, and you're on to something there because they still have um, the Neko Mario show in Japan, which started as a promotional thing for 3D World. It is still going in oh 2020. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, there it's definitely, puppets. like, a very popular thing in Japan. I just, yeah. I don't know. For me, the gameplay just didn't hold my interest. But um, as one of our patrons mentioned in the chat, it is, like, sped up. It moves a lot faster. I know John noticed that, like, right off when he saw the trailer. Right. So That's maybe, the part that, that yeah, mm-hmm. Maybe makes me that excited. will pull me in, yeah. If yeah. they can nail the online, I think this really has a good chance, especially among YouTubers and especially with the pandemic going on because – multiplayer in that game is chaos incarnate and being able to uh, show that off with friends online that'll do super well like mm-hmm. I mean you troll each other so hard in that game you really I mean do. given given this is Nintendo I'm going to assume that they're not going to get that part of the game right and that everything else is going to be great but I'm going to assume that the online <laughs> component yeah. is probably going to be the worst part of it. I hope not. Uh, I hope I'm fingers wrong. Fingers crossed that we can actually fingers get crossed. something decent. But yeah, but I'm just uh, thinking of Mario enough. Maker 2's multiplayer here. You know, it's like I I want to believe I do, but I don't necessarily believe. But we'll see. That is either way. I'm quite excited for it just because of the sped up gameplay. I think mm. like I think for 3D World, you have to go into it being in the mood for essentially what is a 3D version of Mario 3. It, it's kind of that mm-hmm. very linear, go-for-the-goalpost type of Mario game, but in 3D. So I think if you go into it with that mindset, you might have a better time, Steve, possibly. But either way, I do think the increased speed will make it a lot more palatable to a wider audience. Oh, I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Should should run a little better, too, because I think in those wide-open stages, it kind of slowed down a bit. Wasn't... Did it? Great. I, I, I remember people complaining Perhaps about that. Perhaps it did. I, yeah. I'm, ter- I'm terrible at knowing that. You have to <laughs> beat that point into the ground where I don't know. But, yeah. Right. I, I, I will say I'm just – I'm curious about uh, March 31st because as Evernight Studio mentioned a little bit ago, ending on mm-hmm. March 31st is 3D All-Stars, Mario 35, Mario Maker, and Fire Emblem Shadow Dragon. So, That's okay, so sure. Okay. How did that sure. one? Yeah. That one confuses me. I Why? know. You Why? put all this effort into translating it, and you, like, right? nope, you can only have it for three and a half months. What if you're like a kid, and you get a Switch for your birthday, but it's in April, and you're like, I really want to play this one specific Fire Emblem game. I know. Sorry, I know. Timmy. It's Bad. where Marth originated, Mom. Can I get a, Can I get the Switch earlier? No. But no. I not, won't have it anymore. No. <laughs> um. <laughs> I just keep yeah. thinking about like I mean 
I can't think of a reason that so many different things are disappearing on that exact date. Like, it, it's really weird. You know, like, it'd be one thing if you could say, like, oh, they're doing some kind of eShop upgrade, but it's only a couple different digital games, you know? Like, it's... Yeah. And, <laughs> and you know, it might explain the Nintendo Wii U stuff, but it's only one Wii U game, too. Like, it's not every mm-hmm. Nintendo Wii U game doesn't work online after March 31st. I have no clue what the thinking is here, other than maybe they... Nintendo is like a famously risk averse company when it comes to their financial situation. And maybe they're like, oh, well, you know, we will force people into buying this in the time frame we want to sell it. And yeah, I hope this isn't indicative of like Nintendo's new favorite strategy. (laughs) Like, I really Nintendo Um, really hasn't been making themselves any fans because they have this whole lawsuit going on. I think they just announced where going after piracy, they say it's a bigger problem than ever and people are laying into them it's like if you released your games we wouldn't pirate them yeah which is always the case like i'm not don't active you know promote piracy whatsoever but it's been shown time and time again if it's available people will take the easy option and just buy them or use that you know that method and not pirate your games but right that is true yeah i mean that's Um, how apple kind of fixed the rampant piracy and there's still tons of piracy but how they how they made yeah. music sellable again was they just made mm-hmm. it easy to get and right. if nintendo did the same thing with their games like i know personally as somebody who is both lazy and cheap i would <laughs> i would definitely like if my option was okay buy whatever i need to buy to hack my switch and get my old games running on it or Nintendo gives me the option to hop right into the eShop on the same Switch and give them 10, 20 bucks. I would definitely take the easy way out every time. I am yeah. way yeah. lazier than I am cheap. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. There's not a risk associated with that, like that console too, ban yeah. or things. Not, not going to get banned, not going to have, yep. not going to be judged. You know, no one's going to mm. be like, how dare you? pay money and buy a game <laughs> like mm-hmm. i've never heard that happen i've heard people say like yeah this game's not worth that but i've never had somebody give me shit for buying a game <laughs> oh yeah. you just yeah. need to spend more time on game facts steve well, that's just true. go to game facts for a while you'll find someone be like you spent money on ff7 remake wow you're just you're just such a square apologist man <laughs> <laughs> well that's fair you should have yeah. stolen it yeah um, i wouldn't know no, they of... wouldn't even pay money for that <laughs> yeah um, speaking of 3D World Deluxe coming out in February, I wanted to address something Eddie Land said in the chat a little earlier, uh, saying, first time we aren't getting a January game. And we may not be getting a January game, but I do want to posit that I do think January does seem like the right time for the next Smash DLC character. So my guess, I'm mm. going to predict Ooh. here right now that Smash DLC fighter number, what is it, eight or nine? I can't remember. Nine, I think. Uh, I can't remember at this point. Um, I think <laughs> number three is past two. <laughs> No, it's eight. It's eight. So Fighters Pass Eight is going to come out in January sometime. So That's are you guess. gonna? I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna up the ante here, Ash. All are right. Are you getting a Smash announcement at a Game Awards? I wasn't ready to answer that question, Derek. <laughs> um, I know. If it's, if it's coming no. out in January, it makes sense. I'm gonna say no because Nintendo has been more recently like they will. Like with Steve, right? They ans- they mm. uh, announced Steve only a week before they actually showed him off. And released him about a week. So my guess is no, no game awards reveal. Either it'll be toward the end of December or early January that we'll get the announcement, and then maybe like the release a week later. That's my that's my my guess. We'll see. Mm. 
Yeah. That, that, just to be very clear to the chat, that is my guess based on absolutely nothing but my own educated guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's go ahead and move on to our next topic as we pop it up on here. Square Enix uh, has released their financials Q&A where <laughs> it's not great because their QT, it's basically their quarter two earnings release for the fiscal year ending in March 20 of 21. And the HD uh, game sub segment is in the red because of Marvel's <laughs> Avengers underperforming. Well, and they're yeah. operating at a loss, estimated at uh, 7 billion yen. We've talked about Oof. this before with Marvels about how bad it was, but that gives it a bit of a more yikes aspect to yeah. it. Yeah. It's I like Thanos snapped a bunch of their profit away. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even remember that game was coming out. I forgot that they were the ones making it, and I didn't even know it dropped, and I didn't know anybody who played it. So, I mean, uh. the thing is, and... I, I remember Ash and I at E3 2019, we both previewed Avengers right. and we badmouthed mm-hmm. it hard, like in our <laughs> wrap up discussion for that day. And we, I, I mean, I don't know about you, Ash, but I personally got so much hate about saying it was not impressive, like just coming away from it and being like, I didn't really dig it, you know? Um well- I got a little bit of that, but uh, as I recall, I didn't dislike it quite as much as you did, Steve. I think I was just more unimpressed. I was like, eh, it was fine. I didn't, I wasn't like particularly like, oh, this is horrible. I was just like, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's not quite as bad as I expected, but it's not something that, you know, it's just very forgettable. Um, mm-hmm. And then the game came out and I kind of felt the same way. Like I thought it was fine, at least the story segments, but everything yes. else was just incredibly forgettable. But yeah. I, I don't think I got quite as much hate as you did. I got a little bit of it. Avengers mm-hmm. was is the definition of like an unremarkable game like yeah. it, it doesn't go out of its way to be actively bad but it is just so like un like it's so boring it's like i hate to, to say it that way it's not like i don't play it and go wow what a mess you know other than things we've talked right. about on this show before like hulk shouldn't be able to equip a friggin rib cage people like <laughs> i mean who decided that but Beyond that, um, real quick, just to uh, <laughs> uh, Bell Aim, a familiar name in the chat, asks if that's the multiplayer game we played because uh, she and I played a Marvel game at that same E3. Um, but no, that mm. was Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 on the Switch. Oh, Another right. kind of sort of unremarkable game. Um, uh, Disney well, seems to be maybe handicapping a lot of the Marvel games lately. They did it with Infinite. They did it with Ultimate Avengers 3. Although I think yes, that was fine. It just gameplay was meh. Um, and then with Avengers, which I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Well, I can't blame it on that. What's weird is I like Crystal Dynamics. There's very few games they put out I've not been at least enjoy, found enjoyable. But I had no interest in this. There's just nothing about it that clicked with me. And apparently that was the case for a lot of people. Just it just was is, like, eh, it looks It fine. is a superhero mm. game that fails spectacularly at making you feel like a superhero. like <laughs> At being I, super. Yeah, Iron Man is clunky and slow. He doesn't fly very yeah, fast. Um, you know, yeah. the, the dialogue is just poor. And the biggest thing for me, though, I if I had to point one issue that kind of made me check out of the game, it's that hits don't real really feel impactful. Like, when you hit someone, as any hero, it just doesn't feel like you, you smacked the hell out of someone. Like, it, it, it feels like you're just kind of pushing through enemies to get to the next enemy, and there's no real. Mm, I see what you mean. Yeah, weight to the combat at all, and that that mm-hmm. to me is that plus the 
Destiny style loot system. Just it doesn't feel like it feels like somebody was like, okay, I want to make Destiny because people like that. What do I have that people also like that I can mash together with this idea and make something? And I I feel like Crystal Dynamics, yeah. good as they are, probably received like an impossible task. Like, give mm-hmm. me Destiny, but with the Avengers, and they're like, uh, oh, okay, <laughs> here you go. <laughs> yeah. I just, yeah, it's it's really a shame because there are parts of the game that I liked. I do enjoy playing as uh, uh, Kamala Khan and Black Widow. I think they're both a lot of fun to play as. But then, as you said, Steve, playing as Iron Man sucks, and it's freaking Iron Man. Playing as Iron yeah. Man should never feel bad. Same with Hulk. I didn't like playing as Hulk either. And then you, you just have the, uh, the Destiny-esque you know stuff on top of it, and it's just... It felt like trying to fit a fit a square piece into a round hole. I don't think those two things should have been mashed together. There is you know, a there is a place for the Destiny model of gameplay, but I just don't think it was in Avengers personally. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think in a world where Insomniac Spider Man exists, like how do you how do you make this? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that, yeah, that sucks because it it feels like cheating to almost compare it to that, but like seeing Miles Morales and how amazing that game feels and how you feel like a superhero when your hits are sick and you've got all these cool combos and then comparing it to something else and you're supposed to feel powerful that's why people like superhero games because it's like risky and er so if it if it's meh that's not it's not a superhero game it's meh yeah yeah Yeah. didn't didn't they get into hot water speaking of spider-man because wasn't spider-man a sony exclusive like playstation exclusive (laughs) Yeah, but which is that still, still the case? Because I I don't hear anybody talk about Spider Man at all. He's not game. out yet. Mm-hmm. Oh He's not God, out. Yeah, not yeah. Out even I felt I felt oh. bad because when I got the game for a review, one the first question out of my mouth was, "Okay, how do I unlock Spider Man?" And they're like, "Yeah, he's not till next year." And I was like, <laughs> "Oh, I, I guess uh, that's cool." So I'll, well, I'll and and Iron who Man, even knows? Who even knows at this point? Because Kate Bishop was the first DLC character, and they had like a whole roadmap planned. They completely eschewed that roadmap and then just recently dropped Kate Bishop's release date out of nowhere. Like, it seems like they kind of don't really... I don't want to say they don't know what they're doing because they're professional game developers. Obviously, they do, but their their schedule seems to be... Yeah, they're scrambling. It seems like their development schedule has been thrown completely off and that maybe the time they were going to spend getting the next-gen version ready to go, they're instead spending squashing bugs and just getting the current-generation version Mm -hmm. up to snuff. Mm Mm-hmm. Was this the superhero game where you got, like, special outfits if you had, like, Verizon or something? Or am I thinking of something else? No, that's definitely it. Yeah. <laughs> that is, okay. they, I heard about that. I was like, ugh, that's horrible. They put cosmetics, mm-hmm. like, in every place imaginable. Like, I remember I, yeah. I was at the store and I saw a pack of gum. And they were like, hey, if you buy this, you'll unlock an outfit in the Avengers. I was like, no. No, thanks. Not going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. That reminds me of like, if you could, you could like buy a a bunch of Butterfingers and unlock something in FF7 Remake. Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 They they were giving us Butterfingers at, um, (laughs) I think it was at PAX. And Uh I was like, I'll eat the Butterfinger, but. (laughs) Yeah, I had the thing. I'm like, I don't know what what this does. It's like Cloud dressed up as a Butterfinger. Like, I don't know what this is, but I'll take the Butterfinger. (laughs) Oh, man. If we're, if we're talking about Final Fantasy VII, crossing over with food nothing will ever top final fantasy 15 and cup noodles right DLC. in cup noodles yeah this goes back a while though because does do any of you remember the final fantasy 9 commercial for coca-cola i sure do where Zid- zidane's running through this the city and chasing after the coke uh, cap and 
it looks nice for PS1, but it's like, wow, what a weird crossover to have Final Fantasy IX promote Coke in Japan. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my goodness. Rob, um, Rob. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was going to no, say, no, go Rob RmanX in the chat says, the Cup Noodle Quest was amazing, and it so was. I remember, was. like, one of my favorite things about Final Fantasy XV was when you'd be at camp and you'd cook. Like, the food models mm-hmm. always looked so good, but yeah. the, like, over-the-top ham-fisted dialogue about Cup Noodles was, like, it gave me life. So good. Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> Definitely. And and I didn't even, you know, I actually quite enjoyed Final Fantasy XV. It seemed like more than quite a lot of other people did. But uh, even though I enjoyed much of the game, that was one of the highlights easily. Um, what I was going to say earlier, before we move on from superhero games, I just want to put it out there for you guys in the chat. I It is still my dream to see either Insomniac or Rocksteady make a TMNT game. I think Ooh. that could be... Can you imagine the flow, the feel of the combat, how much they would perfectly nail, like, playing yeah. as all four turtles? I just mm-hmm. want that to happen. I just wanted to put that out there. I, this is stupid, but when you were talking about the Coca-Cola in Final Fantasy, I was like, how could they tie that into the game? Instead of a Chocobo, it's a Cocobo. I love it. <laughs> Square, Enix, hire this woman. Where are you? Oh, just... my God, I love Here you I go. I love that. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I'm not gonna oh. lie. I immediately envisioned a Snow White Chocobo before. <laughs> before uh, oh yeah. Soda. I was like Chocobo. That's like a GTA mount. Oh, you like <laughs> cocaine? You know. <laughs> speaking of Chocobos and it's Cocobos, really fast. Um, I still dearly want one of those. I think they were minis. They were Mini Coopers at PAX West a couple year, few years ago for FF15, where they were like Chocobo style. I think they were minis, and they were they would work, and they would like go around playing the chocobo theme and like make the chocobo working sound. They were the most annoying things I've ever heard, which is why I want one because I just want to just have one to drive out in just regular public, just not for a convention. Real wow. quick, has anybody? I, I want to say it was for Final Fantasy either fourteen or fifteen. I want to say fourteen. I think it was E three seventeen or eighteen. Did anybody ride the gigantic Chocobo, like, in the middle of, I want to say, the South Hall? Yes, oh, I did. I saw, I saw that, but I did not ride it. I was, it was for 14, <laughs> I think. I was terrified. Like, I didn't realize how high up that damn Chocobo was until I got out, and they're like... And, and there was no safety restraints, so they're like, be careful, don't fall. Like, we don't want you to fall yeah. off this, you will die. And uh-huh. I'm like, my, my friend, who, like, is fearless like got on it he's like yeah and the picture of me is like me hugging it for dear life i'm like please don't slip <laughs> like, you're probably made out of fiberglass that'd, that'd be you if you actually yeah. were on a real chocobo oh yeah if i oh if i was goodness. on a real life 25 foot tall chocobo <laughs> i'd be like yeah i'm not even gonna try to get on this i mean yeah but yeah yeah it was really cool like those are the dumb thing like square always has a really cool dumb thing you can hop on and take a picture with at e3 like uh, yeah. For Final Fantasy VII Remake, they had the Hardy Daytona out there, too. Yeah, And that was super cool. But, yeah, the Chocobo is terrifying. I'll see if I can dig up a picture somewhere. <laughs> but uh, I, I definitely, you can see the terror in my eyes. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to next coming. year for uh, for Chrono Trigger Remake, where they're going to have the Epoch, just so you can, you know, a, a life-size <laughs> Epoch that you can just sit in and take a picture with. I'm really excited for that. You know, different idea. giving me hope. Oh, man. That is, you could also just steal it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, look, look, I like a chocobo, but I'm not gonna not try to steal uh-huh. a Chrono Trigger, yeah. a life size Chrono Trigger vehicle, right? <laughs> I'm like, does I... this move on its own, or do I need to carry it out? 
<laughs> I wanted those. Uh, remember E3 when they were uh, promoting Smash Ultimate before it was the the E3 before Smash Ultimate came out, and they had the props from various characters. Oh yeah, the giant they had Captain Falcon's things. helmet and the Master Sword. And oh my god, they had DDD's so hammer. Cool. I wanted those so much. I wanted all of them. Yeah, Samus's arm cannon. Yeah. I, I'm I'm pretty sure Fushi's felt the same way at PAX East when she saw the Animal Crossing display. It was so cool. Oh, yeah. oh right. Mm. Got to hold like a little fishing rod and feel like I'm catching tuna. <laughs> <laughs> I was incredibly jealous of everybody that got to go see that because they didn't it was have so the same cool. thing at PAX West. And yeah, yeah. Animal Crossing we were, is my jam. Yeah, we mm-hmm. were like the first people on the floor to try it too when mm. I was in the group with, with That's you. Awesome. That was incredible. You guys it played, so I exciting. filmed you because <laughs> I, I, I had no idea. <laughs> Derek's like, this looks neat. What is it? <laughs> oh man, Animal I Crossing, really. But I don't get into Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. And here's your here's your mega mention of the day chat. I really wanted the Mega Man Eleven life size rush jet thing where you could take a. They had this rush jet like statue that you could get on and take. Oh, a I remember picture you with. taking that picture. Yeah, and it's still one of my favorite pictures I've ever taken. Because my wife's in it too. But there is like a, a Mega Man statue, Mega Man Eleven style, and then a rush jet that you can take a picture on. I wanted that rush jet. I still oh, want it man. so much. Yeah, you know the worst part is you know that's like just in a warehouse somewhere now. Like oh yeah, just oh no, they're not even using it. Dust. It's so sad. Yeah, yeah. Oh you could totally take the Animal Crossing setup and just make that your room. <laughs> I would. That was such I, a fun setup. <laughs> I wonder if my landlord would be okay with that. Just be like, I'm putting a lake in here. I hope that's fine. Moving no in some raccoons with a bridge yeah. you know? and everything. Yeah, yeah some squirrels. Moving in Don't. some raccoons. <laughs> my cats really would be so happy. Yeah. Well, yeah. are they are they friendly raccoons? Do they believe in commerce? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be down for that. I have yeah. so much Animal Crossing stuff. It's it's, mm. it's a lot. <laughs> um. Well, let's go ahead and move on to our next thing. But we're still sticking with Square Enix. Let's uh, toss it up on the screen here. And, yeah, they might have not had the best financials uh, because of Avengers, but they're still doing some good stuff because they've launched a permanent work-from-home program starting next month for 80% of their workforce. And that's pretty wild. The reason behind the decision, so Square Enix said, uh, says... They had for some time been exploring options for enabling greater flexibility in working styles when the COVID-19 outbreak occurred. In response, Square Enix implemented a series of measures starting in February 2020 that included enabling work from home, staggering work at, staggered work hours, and online conferencing. Following a sustained period with these measures in place, Square Enix conducted a survey in June that demonstrated that roughly 80% of the employees had a positive view of work from home. Square Enix also carefully considered a wide range of opinions from business as diverse businesses as diverse as games, publication, and music regarding the practicality of work from home. This program was finalized based on these considerations. By enabling the option of monthly status changes rather than establish, establishing blanket rules regarding who works from home and who from the office, Square Enix has designed a program that should be highly satisfactory to both, the, both those performing duties and those managing them. That's... Wild. It starts on December first, and yeah, they expect about eighty percent of the workforce to take to take them up on this and work from home permanently now. Which, wow. I mean, okay, good cool. on them. I mean, yeah, that's. I mean, assuming people don't eventually want to return to work when you know the pandemic is lifted to a degree, mm-hmm. but but good I think for they them for they putting employee safety first. Yeah, that's 
pretty impressive to see that, especially since, you know, it's a, it's a big thing these days about how game companies treat their employees. You know, yeah. we see that a lot. So, excuse me. Bless you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But a... I, I like to see this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's nice. It's the kindness that you don't expect from game companies too often because you hear about it from Nintendo. Yeah. But honestly, I would not have expected it from Square Enix. I don't know why, but I, it's just not one of the ones that would pop up in my head the most. I don't know that I would have expected this from a Japanese company, like before yeah. before hearing it mm-hmm. from a major American studio. And the reason I say that is nothing to do with like you know us versus them or anything like that. But I mean, Japanese companies are known for notoriously strong work ethic. You know, working mm-hmm. six day work weeks yeah. is normal there. Um, yeah. and, and working crazy long hours is kind of just accepted, you know, and so uh, for a Japanese company to put their employees first like this and not the needs of the company, because obviously I think, and there is kind of the, the counter argument that this could be good for Square. They could save a lot of money by not having mm-hmm. four out mm-hmm. of every five employees taking up space in an office that needs to be cooled needs to have electricity that kind of stuff um but letting people work from home like this um is is a huge shift and i i love it i'm i personally think it's just amazing you know some as somebody who has been working from home for almost a you know like most of this year like nine months it feels like i've been working here 10 years now but um, (laughs) as somebody who's been working from home for a long time now like i can't tell you the wonders it's done for my own mental health personally. Like, you know, there's, there's that, I mean, getting up and going to an office is a, is a drag. Like, you know, Oh, I have to get up. I have to get completely ready at an, you know, uh, an absurd hour of the morning to then get in my car and drive into an office full of people. I kind of like, (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, versus being able to be like, you know what, I'm going to roll out of bed an hour before my workday starts actually enjoy breakfast in my home maybe you know relax a little bit before i start working it 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 makes a huge difference so good on good on square this is like i can't think of a bad angle for this this is great i mean i I yeah remember all those old stories about how during crunch employees would just sleep in their office and who says their office their hours still aren't insane but at least they can sleep in their own beds i I remember reading some articles too i I don't know if it was Rocket News or something else talking about how COVID has kind of shifted some perceptions on work in Japan and Korea mm-hmm. and countries like that about how you can get just as good of a work out of an employee and just as good of ethics, but maybe in a different environment and how they're they're seeing that. So it's like a positive thing. It's, it is good for mental health. I do agree. Definitely. As long as you're sure to get out when you can to interact with others, obviously not now, but... <laughs> talking to people who work at home all the time they're like you just have to make sure to step away you know and do something social and go outside otherwise you yeah. will just be in your home yeah, yeah. i can vouch I can, for that can, for sure absolutely I, i've can been vouch for that yeah i've been working from home for over a decade now and Same. as wonderful as it is and steve is correct there's so many advantages to it being able to set your own schedule travel mm-hmm. whenever you want typically it's great well not now of course can't travel but um, but the, the downside is that, you know, it's, it can be hard to be social. It can be hard to get yourself going and, and be motivated to do everything that you would do when you are getting ready for a regular, you know, mm-hmm. work I, I away mean, from home job, from, right? From my perspective, it never felt like I was off the clock. Yeah. Yeah. It, was, yeah. it always felt Especially like I had you, to be doing yeah. the work. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's that a hell of a mindset. Ties into what Fushi was saying about, you know, kind of setting healthy boundaries when you yeah. work yeah. from home. Like, for instance, you know, me, when I'm done with TNT, like, I will, I will, per, you know, I make sure, as you all know, like, I hop down and go have dinner with my family. That is my number one, like, okay, I've I finished recording. I don't just hop right into editing on my editing nights. I still go down, enjoy mm-hmm. my time with my family, get my kids right. into bed, you know, like I, and, and that is a real great buffer. Um, but, you know, on nights that I don't edit, like I'll, you know, in the before times we would go out and like go to, go to a <laughs> restaurant, you know, once a week, like we would go, you know, we'd make sure to leave the house and go enjoy dinner or something. Uh, now, you know, it's like, we'll, we'll take the kids to a park or something like that. Like, it's really important, you know, to maintain proper self care when you do all this kind yeah. of stuff. And I hope that that's happening at square, but I do at least appreciate from, from the point of view of a corporation that they're giving their employees this ability. Like this is, mm-hmm. this yeah. is objectively at least a good move in terms of keeping your, keeping your employees safe. You know, there's, yeah. there's a lot yeah. going on right yeah. now. And telling people, hey, don't worry about it. You can work from home for as long as you like is just objectively a cool thing to do. Which is also has just an an unbelievably huge effect, as you were saying, Fushi, on on employees' mental health, which is so important. And that is something that that traditionally Japanese culture is not really focused on. So that's why, I mean, Japanese business is so rooted in traditionalism. So as, as kind of you were touching on, Steve... It's so impressive and, and surprising to see Square Enix be so progressive on this. And as you said, there's no negative angle to this. It's just great across the board. So props yeah. to them. Yeah. yeah, it can also be a generational difference, too, because, you know, like our difference between maybe our parents and us and how we see work and, and things like that. It's That could just be the, the softening of the culture because it's happening here, too, with, you know, people being able to work at home. And I think that should always just be an option depending on what you do you know in today's world or absolutely with what's going on totally agree yeah we'll see how this works out for them but uh it's cool nonetheless Mm -hmm. but uh let's go ahead and move on to our next topic throw it up on the screen here and uh (laughs) Ash, you found this one. This is, and I took a, it's a 50 minute video, but I took a, like a quick scroll through it. Yeah. And it's insane because this is something Sonic, else. The Sonic mod community, so which cool. in my opinion <laughs> is probably the best mod community out there just because they yeah. are just go off the wall. Uh, so the community, the community member Lat and uh, apparently their team have, re- have released Sonic Robo Blast 2 <laughs> Persona, a Sonic mod of Persona 3 Using the Doom engine. And I what? looked at this, and they have like a 3D Doom representation of what's essentially Tartarus from Persona 3. And yeah. then they go into outright um, turn based combat a la Persona, where they have their, you know, the Zeo and all the stuff from that. But it's with Sonic characters, with clips from the Sonic characters and dynamic camera angles and stuff like that. And they all look good. It's like. What I mean, like it's the, whoever the thought that anybody would would this feels like an Eldritch gaming abomination that should never have existed. But I'm also so glad that it does. Right? It's incredible. <laughs> yeah. The Sonic modding community is just you think of something and it's probably out there, and they're yeah always blowing my mind and impressing me with what they do. It's crazy. 
It's just, yeah. I mean, I, even just the resetter of thread title. People have made a Sonic the Hedgehog Persona 3 mod based off the Doom engine. Like, I had to read that headline or that, that thread title <laughs> a few times before it actually yeah. kind of made sense. I was like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> like, wh- yeah. those three things don't go together at all. But that's also why this is so cool. It mm. looks so good, too. The pixel work. I really like yeah. pixel yeah, work. Yeah, it it's does. Re- it's really nice. <laughs> It like, looks I love the voice clips for the, too, for the not, characters. Uh, Amy from Sonic Advance, right? Yeah, and we got Blaze in the party, and then any mod, any Sonic mod that includes that includes Blaze is is a win in my book. Mm. I'm still kind of processing this whole thing. Like I, I yeah. fair. <laughs> like when I was going through the doc for today's show, and I saw that story on there, I was like, "What the hell?" Like I, I clicked into the video because I I was prepping the scene, and I was just like what even is this like i don't uh-huh. it looks really cool i love i love the idea but yeah i was just who who like brainstormed this and they're like all right persona 3 sonic the yeah. hedgehog <laughs> gonna do this in doom like this uh-huh. all makes sense like i i the only thing like i don't know if any of you watch uh it's always sunny in philadelphia but that famous image of like Charlie standing in front of the whiteboard with all these like lines connected to each other is what oh, I yeah. see in my mind when I think of somebody planning this. Uh huh. And I, I literally like that Doom was used as well because I've seen Doom modified so many ways. Like I don't know mm-hmm. if you guys saw, but somebody put uh, Isabel into it when they had the, the Isabel right. Doom guy craze and she'd like cheer and blow her little uh, party popper to attack enemies and like do like a little dance. It was so cute. I just, I love it. That's love amazing. It. I'm, gl- <laughs> I'm glad that Jared, Jared Editor, Edinger in the chat says Pepe Sylvia. And that's exactly what I'm referring to, by the way. <laughs> um, <laughs> nice. Dan and Twistle also says, Ash should check out the Mega Man Doom mod. And, I have. Uh, it's ooh. called uh, Mega Man 8-Bit Deathmatch, I believe. And oh, it's wow. really nice. cool. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I, this, this was years ago I heard about these, but I, I do remember there was D-makes of Mega Man 7 and 8. Yeah, um, there are. And they're, they're really good. I played them both. They're, they're surprisingly, uh, shockingly faithful. They're, they're great. Yeah. As a kid, I was obsessed with modding Doom 2. Like, I didn't do it, but I would, I would download mods. And I remember I spent, like, an embarrassing amount of time playing Sailor Moon and Dragon Ball mods for Doom Two. <laughs> nice. Like they were, they were probably like the laziest, worst mods on the planet. But I loved them for some reason. And my dad would just look at me and like shake his head. He's like, "What is wrong with this kid?" <laughs> <laughs> no, nice. I, mean, I remember. Cool. Uh, I think it was the original Half Life. There was uh, a mod called Earth Special Forces, which yes. was just basically uh, a Dragon Ball, a first-person Dragon Ball fighting game using using Half Life. Okay, sure. There was, uh-huh. oh man, what was the Quake one? Bat- Battle for Power, I want to say. Like, I about that it one. was a third person, like Dragon Ball Z, Quake based fighting game that got shut down by Funimation or something. It, I remember uh-huh. Bid for Power, I think. But either mm-hmm. way, really, really cool stuff. Like, I could go into like crappy 90s first person shooter mods for hours <laughs> i think it was on kaylin's page mars girl's page if i remember correctly but she had retweeted something that i retweeted and it was a it was a hilarious video of a resident evil 2 mod with, that replaced mr x with the giant pikachu I saw and it was that. it was so good <laughs> it was, it was so it. cute yeah it was great oh yeah I, like, there were a lot of those i forget what was another one that was thomas 
Yeah, Thomas I was Tank about Engine to say, because you could also do that with the dragons in Skyrim. You could make them Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> That's right. Oh, man. I, would, <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. I had a mod for the dragons in Skyrim that made a Macho Man Randy Savage. I remember that one. That yeah. was a very popular one. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that one was my favorite. You could even get that one working, I want to say, on Xbox. Like, you were able huh. to install that mod, too. And it was ridiculous. I, I, I need to get into Skyrim just for the mods. The mods um, are so good. I, I don't remember what the original game looks like anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. There was a really cool mod from the Newgrounds days. Well, I say Newgrounds days. Newgrounds is still around, but back when Newgrounds was huge, uh, that I think it was called Super Mario Brothers Crossover, and it was really well made. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and you can play as, like, it's it's Mario 1, but you can play as, like, Simon Belmont and Mega Man and I think maybe even Scrooge McDuck Re- and all the Ryu Hayabusa, name an 8-bit yeah. protagonist, and you could play as them. I, I remember it was one of the earliest... Game Explained articles. Andre actually oh, yeah? found the modder and talked to him, did an interview with him. And it was wild. It was, it it was, was definitely like, impressive and, for the time. And every character had their own mechanics, like played as they would in their own games. It was really cool. Mm-hmm. Yep. Super Mario yeah. Crossover is basically the blueprint for what I wanted when Amiibo got announced. Oh, so I was like, yeah. Give, give me, let me put other characters into other games using these $13 toys and Nintendo will have all my money forever. And I, I am still to this day shocked that... Exactly. Oh, there we go. Oh, who is that? I should know the name. It's, it's, a, it's a custom Marshall. I can't remember. Oh, okay. right. It's a custom oh, Marshall. Okay. Custom, I, nice. I really want a nice. Raymond Amiibo. Like, more than anything, oh, yeah. I want Raymond. Uh, I have... Mm. I don't have a ton of Animal Crossing Amiibo, but I have... Um, I have Rover and, mm-hmm. like, Villager. And that's, that's mm-hmm. about all I need, but I have to get a Raymond. Like, I've become obsessed <laughs> with him, but... I would definitely take Marshall too. He's he's awesome. Uh, do you he's fantastic. Who, who created that? Yeah, uh, C D I Y. They have oh, an Instagram cool. page. That's so cool. And they're legit, really, really good. And uh, if you scan this, it does yeah. scan as Marshall in the game. Wow, <laughs> How does that's that even awesome. Work? Uh, uh, probably from the cards. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Marshall <laughs> the card. I forgot. But it, yeah, it's it. I mean, it looks pretty comparable to like I got an Isabel right here. Like nice, really high quality. That that it's looks really official. Good. Like I thought that was official. Yeah. Like I don't remember Marshall getting a, or I don't know his name, but I don't remember him getting a. Uh, <laughs> There's uh, an yeah, official yeah. Reese amiibo, right? I believe there is. Maybe. Oh, yes. oh, Amy. Okay. Uh, Amy in the mm. chat, Ash, with uh, calling to your own heart, Amaterasu uh, amiibo. I want an Amaterasu amiibo so badly. Oh, oh my god. Um, but yeah, okay, I, I need to pick up the Reese Amiibo because she's my favorite Animal Crossing villager uh, for as mm-hmm. much as I can, you know, play Animal Crossing, uh, which isn't yeah. that much. But I just think Reese, I can't remember her, her husband, but I just think they're the most Cyrus. adorable couple. Cyrus. Mm-hmm. They're, oh, yeah. I love how protective he is of her. It's like the cutest thing. Do you know what I, their names yeah. stand for? You know the pun? No. Recycle. Because oh, they own the oh, recycle. Of course. Oh, Animal Crossing is wow. so damn clever. I love it. <laughs> that's great. so good. Oh, that's, yeah. that's really good. I, I, I th- when I look at when you go click on the YouTube video from that resetera thing, there is a link to this game. Might have to do a little like gameplay video of that eventually on the channel. Yes. <laughs> oh, of uh, the Persona mod, especially because I'm playing Persona Three now, so it's kind of fitting. <laughs> we totally should do a gameplay video. That would be hilarious. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Would it be looks all really in. sick. Hmm. Hmm. Well, for our final bit of news uh, for this uh, episode, let's go ahead and throw it up there. 
not the best of news to end on, but to be fair, I didn't know when it was coming out. Uh, Cuphead, the Cuphead DLC has been delayed till 2021, the delicious last course. Did we know a release date before this? <laughs> because I certainly didn't. I was like, eh, it'll come out when they get it comes out. But apparently it's been officially delayed till until 2021. Um, we kind but, of had a date for this. so Yeah, I thought so. It's, they, I, I think it was like supposed to be 2019, then it was supposed to be 2020, 2020 and now it's 2021. So Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> basically where we're at. You've got it. And I got to say, I like Cuphead. Mm-hmm. But... Um, and and I get that COVID and the pandemic is really hard, but it's also really difficult to like pin your delays on that when you're two years past your initial. <laughs> like you know what I mean? So yeah, um, right. Studio MDHR for for as good as Cuphead is, they take a long, long time a to develop software. Time. I mean, mm-hmm. Cuphead was also famously delayed a couple of times so five six years. Like we saw it that right. one time, everybody got excited, and then it just never kept coming right. out. I, it's, yeah. I mean, it speaks to how how compelling their art is that people kept it, kept interest in it for all the years that that publicly it was it was known about. Um, I, I'd say this is an issue of like they just really need to staff up, you know. And I mm-hmm. hate saying that because I, I agree that you know 2020 has sucked, and if you delayed <laughs> your game in 2020, I completely sympathize and I feel for you. Um, yeah. But I think at this point, like. They're, they either need to learn how to better manage expectations, like, hey, maybe don't announce this until we have hit a certain milestone. I don't know. Um, sure. Or or just, uh, you know, I, I hire some more folks or, or get some more artists on board. I don't know what where the bottleneck is in their production pipeline, obviously, but it's very clear there is one. Two, th- yeah. two things. One, I don't think it's quite as bad as Super Meat Boy Forever yet. <laughs> that is true. Two, yeah. it is funny how we were talking in previous episodes about companies need to be more open when they're working on this sort of thing and let us know. And they did that, but yeah. because of delays, like it's that balance. Like you want to know and you want to be excited for it. But if you don't know, then you're not the wait isn't as bad because, oh, hey, it's coming out in three months. It's a weird yeah. balance that we yeah. always come back to, it seems. I definitely. Oh, go ahead, Fuji. Oh, I was just saying, yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'll let you go. <laughs> I definitely agree with you, Steve. That there is a there is a hitch in the production pipeline over there. At the same time, I will I will also counter that with the fact that there is still literally nothing out there that looks like Cuphead in terms of the animation and just yeah. how you know oh, it absolutely. looks so authentically 1920s, I guess, animation wise. And so I agree. They definitely need to improve their processes. They need to figure out where the problems in their production pipeline are. On the other hand, I will say that they are delivering something that no one else has ever done. So mm-hmm. I'll give them a bit of slack on that on that end, at least. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Cuphead is a unique game. Um, I think I think what probably messes with me here, like, first off, you know, don't listen to me. Take all the time you need. Like, <laughs> I don't care when this comes out. But I do kind of think that this points to a larger problem at Studio MDHR. Yeah. Um, I think what kind of messes with my expectations here is this isn't a full game. This is like an add-on right. to now a years-old mm-hmm. game. And it's like, well, how big is this expansion? <laughs> you know, that, that it's it taking It might this be long. pretty sizable. Should it, should I, it maybe just be Cuphead 2 at this point? And that's what I saw people saying, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it I think almost a lot of be, people would be like... more understanding if they're like, look, we're just doing another whole game. You're going to have to pay for this regardless. So right. maybe maybe just 
take take another year, two years, and and turn it into Cuphead two, and maybe people will be really happy with that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, the, it seems like it happens a lot with these indie expansions because, as Jonathan Belmayer brought up in the chat, as a Hollow Knight fan, I'm incredibly envious of the fact that Cuphead's DLC has a release year. We're yes. still waiting on uh, what's Silk, Silk Song? Silk Song. Silk. Plus, remember mm. how long uh, some of the Shovel Knight expansions took to come out? King of Cards oh took forever to come out. It was ultimately worth it. But, yeah, a lot of these indie expansions do take quite a while to release. Man. Yeah. While, while we're on the subject of indie expansions, like, what is Yacht Club going to do next? Uh, we don't really know. We, we know they're working on Shovel Knight mm. Pocket Dungeon. Which I guess is coming up maybe next year at this point, and they're also publishing Cyber Shadow, which I cannot wait for. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And that just got pushed to 2021 as well. But beyond those two projects, I don't think we know. Um, maybe Super Shovel Knight, possibly. But I wouldn't be surprised if they did something that isn't Shovel Knight, just because I'm friends with a bunch of the people on the Yacht Club crew, and they have suggested that they want to do something different. So I don't know if that yeah. actually means mm-hmm. they will, but we'll see. I mean. Either way, whatever they come up with, they're so they're known so much for their polish. So I feel yeah. like whatever they do, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, yeah. Because Shovel Knight's just awesome. I feel like they could ride that and make something new. You know, because Shovel Knight, yeah. we joke, he he's been in everything. Shovel Knight's in every game. Exactly. <laughs> he's yeah. There. Yeah. Which yeah. is wonderful. He's been yeah. in every indie crossover, and of course, he's in Smash as well as an assist trophy. So. Yeah, I mean, Shovel Knight feels like he can do anything at this point, so I'm looking forward to it. Maybe a Shovel Knight RPG, that could be fun. Yeah, there you go. Well, that'd be, that'd yeah. be really cool. Or a yeah. Shovel Knight kart racer. I feel like a kart racer is the next natural. Kart racer? Yeah, Shovel Knight kart racing. <laughs> yeah. Have any of you guys oh, played Garfield Kart on Switch? No. 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 I heard about it, though. No. Is it okay. any good? No. I, I know Ant was all excited, so <laughs> we, we played it at a con once, and the sound of the car is louder than the music, so it's just <laughs> the whole time. It's awful. It's so that's bad. so annoying. You know what game <laughs> is actually just really good that also commits that sin is Mario Kart Eight or Eight Deluxe. That and that Aww. game has such a phenomenal soundtrack too that it feels like mm. a crime that the engine sounds are you know kind of drowned out a lot of the time, and you can't even adjust the sound levels. And I'm like, I you did this whole orchestrated soundtrack, and you can't even hear it sometimes. <laughs> you, you know what, though? There is something that's really great about going into a game and knowing it's bad and playing it <laughs> Like, yes. Playing yeah. a bad game can sometimes be enjoyable in the same way that like watching a B-movie is really enjoyable. Like, You go 100% in with incredibly agree. low expectations, mm-hmm. and you don't take it seriously because you know the game sucks. And you can just, because you're free of like expectation, you just have, like, fun just laughing at the game you're playing so occasionally like i will pick up i might have to try garfield kart racer is what i'm saying because (laughs) i love picking up like an enjoyably bad game like where i can just laugh at it that kind of happened with me when i was like i was well aware of how bad sonic 06 is and i picked it up and it's like yeah i didn't finish it but it was also one of those things like yeah i get it (laughs) i get it it's bad No, I completely agree. I, I am a huge lover of bad movies that are, like, enjoyably bad movies. The Room is one of my favorite movies of all time. And, mm-hmm. the yeah, games are in the same way. Like, I love going back to Final Fantasy Mystic Quest every now and then. Not a good game at all. But there's something, I don't know, there's something charming about it. Plus, the, the soundtrack is absolutely banging. 
Um, but yeah, like my uh, best friend at the time and I played through Sonic 2006 together, and you know, as Sonic fans both, we just had a blast just laughing at how horrifically bad it was at the time. Still, oh, Jared yes. Edinger, you guys need to play Devil's Third if you haven't a masterpiece. Oh, I've boy. heard, I haven't played it, but I've heard, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Deadly Premonition. I was watching a friend play through that. Oh yeah. And Deadly Premonition's just- great. There's a saxophone or this trumpet that happens every once in a while that just sounds like an elephant, like, farting in the distance, and it's what? so funny. <laughs> <laughs> just... That's impressive. <laughs> That's just what it says. Deadly like, Permission's is. a treasure, for sure. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. It's really fun to watch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Z-Patty with Drunk GVG uh, uh, Let's Play of Ride to Hell Ret- Retribution Stream. Yeah. Uh, God. With the oh, worst yeah. sex scenes ever. They're so awkward. They're so awkward. They're <laughs> fully clothed, and it's just like it's a Barbie doll is getting pushed together. I swear. Oh god. Wow. <laughs> oh, Rob Arman X. The Rob Arman X says I'd pay top dollar for drunk bad game let's plays. I feel like a a surprisingly large swath of our audience really wants to see us drink and do things on stream. That's been a, that's been a recurring theme in all of it our. It has been, but don't we get in trouble if we drink in stream? I think probably. I'm sure. I don't we know. Do. I mean, you can do it. Yeah, I think. Can you? Can you? Drink, oh, you can. Like, you can do it, but you can't have people pay for you to take shots. Like it won't be like okay. someone oh, donates. It, well, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah it's not, okay. What about if like I die and take a shot type thing? Like with. Uh... I thought you meant in real life. Like if you <laughs> die. <laughs> Oh. No, like, like, yeah. I, I saw for a while some people like played like Dark Souls or Bloodborne. Every time they di- they died, they take a shot, and that's what. Uh, might need to look at the terms of service and all that, but I know on Twitch, I know people drink and stream, so you just got to be careful what your terms are. You mm. know. Mm-hmm. I will look. Okay, into well that's that. good to know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess I guess the only tricky part is you can't necessarily stop people from making a donation and saying. That it was because you took a shot, right? I guess that's the yeah. tricky part. Right. Yeah, but, I've had yeah. I've had gin and tonics on stream before, so that should yeah. be fine. Then. I I mean, when I did kind of funny, I was drinking like the whole episode. Mm-hmm. So well, yeah. well, there you go. It sounds like my idea of uh, of taking a drink every time they say world premiere in the game awards might actually be a good one. Although we might be all <laughs> dead at the end. Yeah, of the, you'd be you'd be dead. The, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. my god. Not a good. <laughs> Kairudo, good vodka di- gaming. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness! I, I think I that I, I I would probably I, I have to look into it because I'm with you, Derek. Like I'm obviously nervous about drinking on stream, like on YouTube, yeah. I should say. Yeah. Um, I think Twitch is I, definitely a, a I, little more. Twitch cracks down a bit too. I think. Do I don't. Know. I think. Mm-hmm. I, I I trust Fushi though. If she says if she says it's yeah. kosher, I I believe her because yeah. she definitely streams more than i do (laughs) (laughs) i haven't had any problems but i I have heard people had problems when people would donate for specifically taking shots or like yeah yeah. you can't you can't which that's a a bad idea in the first place although yeah also our community was really cool and and obviously understanding and don't want to see anything bad happen to us so i i'm sure that if we said especially if it's patrons only like hey guys please don't do this i i I have faith in our community (laughs) That they would not yeah. donate yeah. for shots. Yeah. <laughs> when you say don't do something, the internet does definitely not do the opposite of that. <laughs> That's true. That's why I think it should be patron only. I think if it was public, <laughs> we would be in trouble. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bear, no, you guys you, could just I think you be have drinking, to share yeah. something like that with the public. You think so? Mm-hmm. No. Absolutely. It could draw more people in, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, get the message yeah. out there. Um, Jerbear1218 in the chat says, So, Ash, you love playing Mighty Number no. 9 then, right? Notice, Jerbear, that I said I like playing enjoyably bad games, not just <laughs> bad, bad games. <laughs> Mighty oh, Number no. 9 is not enjoyably bad. No. No. That... Not at all. That last I... stage in Mighty Number no. 9, I, st- I will never forget how much I hated that last that stage miserable. and the last boss. What a horrible! I'll experience. never forget the recording the entire eight-hour credit sequence. Oh my god! That and that rap. Why I, would anyone spend money on that oh song? God. I I I was panicking during that because one, it's a long recording. Two, yeah. I didn't want it to like crap out in the middle and have to restart. But I was just like, I I was washing my dishes and doing other things, like checking in all the time just to be sure it was okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Their oh, advertising uh, blew my mind. Amy is asking me in the chat, mm-hmm. did you back that game, Ash? Lol. Yep. Yes, I sure did. Uh, I, I definitely oh. regret it. But that was also back when the narrative was different, right? That was back when Capcom was not doing anything with the Mega Man. So I felt like I was sticking mm-hmm. it to the man. Like, if Capcom's not going to make a Mega Man, then let's let Inafune make his version. You know, screw them. And then, now of course, like, that get didn't Inafune away. <laughs> well at all because Mega Man 11 came out and was 11 million times better than Mighty Number no. 9. So mm-hmm. that narrative didn't age well. No. Yeah, I, I also backed Mighty Number no. 9, and I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I apologize to everyone. We, we all made Mighty a lot of Number mistakes, nine. but nobody <laughs> made that mistake. Very few people made that same mistake for Red Ash. Yes, that's true, thankfully. Mm-hmm. Thankfully. But, uh, yeah, I think with that, we've covered all the major headlines from today's news. But before we sign off, Fushi, why don't you tell everybody everybody where they can find you at? Uh, well, these days I've been streaming on Twitch uh, during the week at twitch.tv backslash Miss Fushi, um, and I do that. And uh, lately we've been playing Hyrule Warriors. I'm also really into Animal Crossing as well. And I have a YouTube channel. It's not super active, but if you like uh, some of the Doom talk, there is a pretty cool video on there about Doom and Isabel and their friendship, Doom Guy and Isabel. And I'm really nice. proud of that video. Um and, uh, yeah, I'm working on some stuff uh, for the end of the year, but mostly on Twitch, but then on YouTube. And I'm on Twitter, too, if you like to see my, my very vague posts and horrible <laughs> retweets. <laughs> <laughs> but you and also give a lot of heads up when you're going live on Twitch on with your... Uh... With your, you, your, with your Twitter. Blah, can't talk. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to find a more interesting pictures to take. It's like only so many times I can take a selfie and be like, hey, come watch me play. Like, <laughs> <laughs> eh, you get creative. Or you could just be like me and not have a picture. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Start taking street. pictures of objects in my house. Be like, the <laughs> peach. Uh-huh. It's really, yeah. it's be really a peach. peach. Come, come, come join me. <laughs> yeah. I do yeah. have to say, like looking at uh, Fushi's Twitch page, I love the fact that your, like, pre-stream, like, splash screen is inhabited by, like, little Pikmin, and you have, like, yeah. little Polly <laughs> Kirby and, and 2D Pikachu. Like, that is, it, it's super cute. So, if you're mm. if you're here for the good vibes, I have a feeling you'll get the same over on Fushi's Twitch. Aw, thank yeah. you. I just Absolutely. played Pikmin for the first time recently. It was so good. Mm-hmm. The one on Switch. Mm. Mm. Correct me if I'm wrong, you made Partner recently, too, right? Yeah, I did. Congrats. It was nice. it was very very exciting. I was like, oh, okay, guys. Uh, I'm really I, I I like Twitch. I know it's not it's not perfect, just like YouTube's not perfect. Mm-hmm. But I really like my community. They're all like very good feels, very yeah. warm. So come by and say hi. <laughs> if you just want to chill and and talk to somebody. 
Well, that's what we're all about here at Good Vibes Gaming. So I guarantee that that our that our audience (laughs) would fit in perfectly with yours. Awesome! I'd love that. (laughs) Perfect. But uh, with that, we also have to give a special thanks to all of our patrons at the producer tier for helping to make this show happen. Thank you all so, so much. Love each and every one of you. But also a massive thank you to our patrons at the executive producer tier and above. And those fine folks include, uh, well, uh, finding his name here. Oh, I put it at the bottom, Derek. I oh, you did put it at the bottom? Okay. Yeah, I did. Thank you for that. I was going no like, to put him in the top because I was like, there we go. Oh, sorry. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> with that little flub out of the way, Rob Arman X, Dan Entwistle, Z Patty, Adam O'Sullivan, Floating Mew, Christopher, The D Pad, Vesmio, OnStar, Dukamon, Diogo, Kieran Phillips, Benny Yao, Mama Bowling, Geller, Shiny Turkey, Titus Malvolio, Mal- 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 Jake Pelka, Michael Phone, Mitchell Herring, Top Dog 23100, Jay Acosta, Game Explain, Charles Zaz, Andrew Medar- Medeiros, excuse me, and of course, Jonathan Belmare. <laughs> so remember that you too can become a patron over, over at patreon.com slash gvgaming, where you can watch today's news tonight live for as little as $5 a month. So thank you all so much for watching. And if you like this video, be sure to subscribe to Good Vibes Gaming for more good times like these. And until next time, good night, good vibes. Bye, everybody. Bye, Bye, everybody. (laughs) I almost missed it. (laughs) Oh, my goodness.